Welcome to TH Glee, the show where we get high and watch Glee. I'm Courtney, and I've never seen all of Glee. And I'm Elise, and Glee was my entire personality back in the day. I know for the listeners, we are both consuming weed legally and are allowed to have it, so if it is not legal in your area or you are not of legal age to consume it, please don't. And yes, we will be trashing Will Schuster in every episode. Please enjoy this, and hi us, take it away. For you. Wait! <laughs> now no, I know going. what it's like. Now I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of that move. I'm in control. <laughs> oh, you got me. They got me, gal. <laughs> <laughs> they got me, gal. Oh my god, Courtney. Welcome to the seminal episode of TH Glee. <laughs> you guys, I'm so fucking happy right now. Elise screamed no less than five times. <laughs> you you don't know what you've done unleashing this beast that lives inside me sleeping at all times well beast was in this episode a lot too so that's true but is beast as strong as the clean beast that lies dormant in like my pancreas (laughs) where did kurt get a framed photo of blaine so quickly oh my god i don't know I would, Courtney, write the fanfic for me, please. I'm sure someone's already done it like 10 times, but I would love to hear your interpretation of this. Okay. Yeah. I, the, the fanfic is slowly building, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to know how Kurt got this frame photo of Blaine, and I want Faberry to be background, like, peripheral characters. Oh, they'll, they'll be the B-plot, for sure. Yes, they're the B-plot of the fanfiction. They're, they're like the alternating chapters. In between um, A plot and B plot, I'll just write the Glee transition sound dooba 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 doo. <laughs> Goes right here. <laughs> or like or like in some of the episodes where it goes mmm <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now time for a commercial. Oh my god. Oh my god. So season two, episode six, never been kissed. Yes. Oh, oh man. There. Oh. We've made it. We did it, guys. We we have introduced Blaine Warbler. I don't know his last name, actually. <laughs> Some call him Blaine Warbler. Some used to call him Blaine Darren Potter. <laughs> his actual last name, his canonical last name is Anderson, but we don't get there for oh, okay. a decent amount of time. We've definitely talked about this, and I just don't remember. We definitely have, because I've definitely told you about Blaine Darren Potter before. You have indeed. Well, Elise, we can now talk about Blaine as much oh. as you fucking want to because he has arrived. I, I, we're going to have to take like a 10 minute segment for me to just talk about my Blaine feelings for every episode. <laughs> the Blaine report. <laughs> but first, Courtney, why don't you tell everybody what happens in this episode? Yeah, so um, episode starts. Uh, we got two things going on. The first plot is that Kurt is getting bullied by um, Schenectady. What's his name? Karofsky. (laughs) Schenectady. (laughs) 
So Kurt's getting bullied by Karofsky, and then the other the other plot is Puck is at a juvie, and he and Artie he's trying to help Artie get back together with Brittany, and then the other plot is that Sam. You were like the two main plots, and then slowly in your head you realize that there were like five main plots. There there are many main plots. So there's another plot where Sam is trying to figure out a way to not jizz his pants while making out with Quinn. And so he starts imagining Coach Beast, which apparently is a very common thing for everyone at this school. No, like the football team, like we're all talking about it. So it's guys on the football team, basically. Yeah. I do have to say, I, I do sympathize with Sam, because I imagine it would be very hard not to jizz in your pants when you're making out with Diana Agron. I, I can yeah. sympathize. Correct. But also, <laughs> the show the show postulates a world where women don't want to have sex. They just want to make out intensely. And it's in just Quinn's the dudes case, who want to have sex. In Quinn's, in Quinn's case, case, I can understand. In everyone else's our... case, I'm like, guys. <laughs> yeah. For Rachel and Tina, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean... As someone who very much did not have sex in high school. <laughs> I mean, same. As, as someone who very much did not have sex in high school, I'm not sure. I genuinely couldn't tell you. If I had had a boyfriend or something, I couldn't tell you whether I would be like, nah, let's put pause on, press pause on this. Or if I would be down for it. Because I, you just never know until you're in the moment. Like, you can yeah. think you know, but you don't actually know. And so I just don't know. I just don't know how it would go for them. But, like, all of these girls seem very confident in themselves and confident in their relationships. And that, to me, speaks more to, yeah, let's just do it. Who fucking cares? Like, birth control does exist. Yeah, and Rachel at every turn has, like, expressed a lot of interest in Finn. So I'm, I'm more surprised that she wouldn't want to do it. Well, her, her, she's mentioned this, like, once so far, but it comes up again. Uh, later that she wants to wait until she's 25 and has won like her first Tony or actually, no, I think, I think they later make it like less specific. And it's like, once I've won my first award and like the people's choice awards have something to do with it. But (laughs) anyway, (laughs) we'll get there when we get there. (laughs) So Finn is taking a steam bath in the locker room and then Sam is taking an ice bath. And this is how the conversation starts because Finn is like, wow, it must be very cold to take an ice bath. And he's like, oh, I take cold showers all the time after making out with Quinn. Yeah, Um, thanks for including that detail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just telling you what I remember. And then Finn's like, oh, well, you need to imagine like something that will cool you off and then he just starts imagining coach beast in compromising positions i will say finn now that i'm thinking about it finn was the inciting incident for this he's the one that pointed out to sam hey look at coach beast you ever notice that when she gets like angry she gets a wedgie and it's like a shot of her like picking her a wedgie Finn started it. Finn was the one who brought Beast into it. And again, he's the one who got the least responsibility. Which is a growing pattern, and I'm not super into it. Because he keeps fucking shit up and facing zero consequences. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. So then we go to the Glee Club room. It's boys versus girls, again. But... Sorry, (laughs) Toothless is just full of vinegar right now. (laughs) Toothless just just a splash of toothless went across the screen <laughs> he's just a streak <laughs> toothless chill the fuck out 
he has been okay side note toothless has been running up and down the hallways since 5 a.m i don't know what is up with him today what is that's up your butt? really fucked <laughs> chill the fuck out oh my god it's like having a toddler anyways <laughs> so it's boys versus girls and then kurt is all upset because he's on the boys team and also he keeps getting bullied and nobody's doing anything about it and Mr. Shu is like, hey, Kurt, I, re- I I see that you're having a bad time. What can I do to help? Yeah. And Kurt's like, literally anything and also nothing. <laughs> yeah. And so then Mr. Shu is like, okay, here's the solution. Because I know you don't want to be on the boys team. Boys have to do girls songs. Girls have to do boys songs. I think that's a good compromise, honestly. It is a good compromise. But let's just really gender music for a minute here. <laughs> yeah, well, see, my problem was... That Mr. Shu presents this challenge as, like, a way to get everyone hyped for sectionals. Because that's yeah. how it worked last time. Uh, but Kurt is, like, clearly wants to be on the girls' team. And is not energetic about being on the guys' team. If the goal is to get the kids energized, shouldn't they just be placed wherever they would feel most energized? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. I... Uh, but I do think that this was a good compromise. <laughs> yeah. And so the music really takes a backseat in this episode um, for a minute. But then Puck and Artie are in the quad or outside or something. And then I they still don't singing. know why this happened. I still yeah, don't know scene, why this was in the episode. <laughs> this thing didn't make any sense. But Puck is like, here, we're going to busk in the school courtyard for some reason. And they sing um, One Love. And they make like 300 bucks. And then Puck is like, great, we'll take the girls to breadsticks so you can get back together with Brittany. Which, okay, okay. Everybody gave them $300 and was like dancing around when they were singing this song. There were like steel drummers like joining in. There was a full No one gave a set. shit when they did this like five episodes ago. No one cared when they did Empire State of Mind. But they care for this. Yes, (laughs) like come on it it makes zero sense so the girls are all figuring out what to do Artie and puck walk in and puck's like hey we're like we're gonna see if we can find hotter chicks to go out with but if we can't find anyone just meet us at breadsticks 7 p.m they neg santana and britney is what they do and santana and britney fall for it and they all go to Artie's like puck you're a genius and i'm like puck you're a predator (laughs) I mean, yeah. So, and Puck the whole time is like bragging about how hard he got in juvie or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which is a lie. So then Kurt is tasked with um, spying on the Warblers, who is they they figure out who their Glee competition is. It's the Warblers and like some old people. And so Kurt goes to the Warblers, and then we meet Elias. Who do we meet? Oh. Oh my god. We meet Blaine. <laughs> so Kurt goes to the Warblers and is like, hey, I'm new here at Dalton. And Blaine's Dalton like, Dalton oh, the most beautiful school on earth, by the way. Yeah, that is a boarding school in England. That is do- That does not exist in Ohio. I mean, it's actually like a mansion in LA where you can like have your wedding at. At least I they used to be, they used to do weddings there. And I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> oh my god. I so, wouldn't do that today, but but I would have done it, you know, a while a few ago. Years ago? <laughs> yeah. A few years ago? Yeah. So 
Kurt's like flabbergasted because the Glee Club is like rock stars there. <sighs> and so And they so are. <laughs> Blaine awkwardly takes his weird his opposite hand and like they run slow-mo through a hallway in this mansion to a common room and then Blaine and the warblers sing Teenage Dream beautifully. And Kurt is smitten. I mean, wouldn't you be? Uh, oh my God. Yeah, that's what Darren Chris sang to me, yeah. No, see, here's the thing. And I was thinking this during the scene. I was like, put yourself in Kurt's shoes right now. You are a boy that is completely socially ostracized over uh, your sexual identity for something you have no control over. For something that, like, you feel kind of, like, low-key embarrassed over. Not because you're embarrassed, but because everybody else is making you feel so bad. You're getting bullied every day. Nobody gives a shit. And then you walk to this, like, paradise school. And the first person you talk to is that. And then he, like, grabs your hand and takes you to a place where the very thing you love to do most in the world is being celebrated. And that sings that, that way to you. I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. I mean, that that is, that is the, like, that's some, like, romance for the ages shit right there. I don't, I know I'm, like, super high right now, but this is what I mean. It's like you awaken something that you don't quite realize was there <laughs> well so then kurt sits down with them and they're like yeah we're really Shut up, i need to keep going on the plot <laughs> you're like that's enough that's enough we can talk about we're gonna talk about blaine more in a minute so kurt sits down with them they get coffee um he and a couple of the warblers and he's like they're like oh we knew you were spying but like obviously we don't really care because you're just a dude who obviously needs something and then he asks if they're all gay and Blaine's like, no, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> and then he and Blaine talk, and Kurt's like, yeah, I keep getting bullied by this guy at school, and nobody cares, and I don't know what to do about it. And so then Blaine's like, oh, well, you just gotta have courage and stand up to him. Because I ran away from my school and came here, but you don't have to do that at your school. And so <laughs> the next day, Kurt yells at Karofsky and follows him to the locker room and is like, what is your fucking problem with me, bruh? And then Karofsky kisses Kurt. Ah! (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. And after Kurt pushes him away, he, like, goes back in for another one and Kurt's like, ah! (laughs) And then Blaine comes to visit Kurt and they confront Karofsky and they're like, yeah, we know what you did. And Karofsky is like, and then Kurt gets all upset because he had never been kissed before. And that was his first kiss. And he's and Karofsky stole that. Mm-hmm. It's rude. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the girls do their number. They do live it on a prayer and some other song. Start me up. Start me up. Um, it's very good. That's Nobody cares so though. Good. Um, and then Beast finds out that everyone's oh my food's here one second (laughs) (laughs) so how's everyone doing (laughs) 
Are you enjoying this episode of TH Glee? If you are, you should tell us about it. <laughs> oh, this is very eerie for me. Wow, she's taking her time. Really just giving me time to vamp with our audience. Oh, I wonder who, like, the pre-show comedian was when they were taping Frasier. I wonder if I can find that out. I might need to do a quick goog. Who was the warm-up comic on Frasier? It looks like they... Huh. What? That can't be right. Anyways, so Chris all upset because <laughs> Crossy kissed him. That was his first kiss. Meanwhile, Beast finds out that everyone's been thinking about her while they're making out and it's been making everyone weird. And it's because Tina and Mike are making out and then Tina starts thinking about Beast and says Beast. And Sam does the th same thing when Sam and Quinn are making out. He also says Beast's name and it's creepy and weird. And so everyone's like freaking out. Quinn yells at Beast. Mike yells at Beast. <laughs> and then Beast quits. And Sue is happy. She does confetti cannons. Blah, 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 blah. And then she Will is like mad at everyone in the Glee Club. Because they're like, that's rude. Beast can't know about it. But then he tells Beast anyways. Um, take a shot every time I say Beast. And <laughs> so... He tells Beast anyways, even though he very clearly says that Beast shouldn't know about this. Yeah. And Beast quits. Sue is happy. And then Will goes to Beast and is like, hey, don't quit. And Beast like confesses that she isn't gay. She likes men, but men don't like her. And she has never been kissed. And then in the creepiest turn of events, Will kisses her. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> weirdly. But... It's gross. I feel bad for her. That's a terrible first kiss. <laughs> so right. then she unquits. She unquits. And the boys sing. What do they sing? They sing for your mind. For your mind. And stop um, in the name of love. Stop in the name of love. They sing that to Beast to like cheer her up and say sorry. And that, that's kind of it. Uh, Kurt has a framed photo of Blaine in his locker with the words courage mm. under it and Karofsky Same. still is beating him up. So here's what changed. We met Blaine. Mm -hmm. We know about Karofsky's We know secret. about Karofsky's little secret. I think that's it. <laughs> I think that's all that's changed. Kurt's still getting the shit beat out of him. He's still depressed. Santana and Puck and Artie are friends. Yeah, okay, so Puck confesses to Artie that Juvie was terrible, and he hated it, and he doesn't want to do community service, but Artie's like- And I he doesn't want to do geometry. Which I understand, geometry fucking sucks. Geometry fucking blows. But Artie's like, I will tutor you in geometry if you do your community service, so you don't have to go back to Juvie. And so they say, deal. Oh, meanwhile, uh, um, Puck and Artie went on the date with Santana and Brittany, and Puck tried to dine and dash, and Artie felt bad, so he didn't do that. Yeah. So it made Puck like mad at him for some reason. But I was like, you just made you just you took you stole three hundred dollars from your fellow students for singing a shitty song. I know. So, and then that's kind of the end of the episode. 
it kind of just ends. Yeah, it ends with the second mashup. So we had four song, well, four performances because there were yeah. two songs in each of that. So uh, one love, girl mashup, boy mashup, teenage dream. I don't think you need to ask what my favorite song was. I'm going to take a, a wild guess and say it was Teenage Dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although both the mashups are really good. Both the um, mashups are pretty good. This would have been like an ace track record for songs, except for the stupid Puck Artie duet that really served no function whatsoever. Here's the thing about this episode. The plot makes no fucking sense. No. <laughs> at, at any no. point. So aside from the Kurt storyline, which is like probably the most consistently changing storyline throughout the whole season, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. But it's like clearly the B or C plot. Like it's not the A plot of the episode. The A plot was the B. And it's the only thing that matters. (laughs) The A plot and the like other plot are just completely insignificant total wash have nothing to do with anything going forward you could have taken out the beast plot and the puck arty plot and nothing else would have changed in the episode like it would have been the same episode exactly (laughs) so yeah i don't know did you you see this thing where they're trying to revive glee maybe the like head of fox television was like we're always open to it and everyone was like no (laughs) (laughs) and i would like to make it very clear even though who knows what will be going on by the time that this comes out but we here at th glee despite having a lot of fun with glee and literally having a podcast about it and me literally previously shaping my identity around it we do not condone a glee revival we do not sign off on it we do not support it we do not advocate for it we do nothing of the sort (laughs) too many lives have already been lost to the glee universe i have trauma (laughs) we cannot lose any more lives i cannot do it again i really can't i literally think it could kill me if we had to do it again (laughs) i feel like leah michelle leah michelle would would purposefully not do it just because ryan murphy leah michelle would be first in line to do it Leah Michelle would Leah Michelle would has would never know a happier day in her life than if she got called to do Glee again. Are you kidding me? Diana Agron would be like, no. <laughs> yeah, Diana Agron would be a hard pass, I think. But and probably mm-hmm. also from Chris Colfer. I don't think Chris Colfer would ever want to do it again. I don't think Amber Darren Riley Chris would either. probably would though. <laughs> Amber Riley would not. She's probably not. Dream. She's doing Dream Girls. She's fine. <laughs> She should be doing Dream Girls again soon. I think it's going up in the West End with her, isn't it? Huh? Isn't it going up in the West End with her? Or am I crazy? Again? I think so. I don't think so. Oh. Maybe well, you're right. Know. But I, I don't think I'd heard about that. Because people really know. wanted to come to Broadway with her. The West End production oh. of Broadway. Yeah, that's really what it was. But COVID, you yeah. know, is a thing. And Broadway is slowly returning yeah Beetlejuice we were talking is coming about back. earlier that that Hamilton reopens today when we are recording this uh Town has reopened I think Moulin Rouge is reopened a lot of the cast of Moulin Rouge got COVID I think Moulin Rouge was like the first super spreader effect Ooh. that's okay it's a bad show <laughs> yeah well here's the thing Rick and I have talked about if we would go to New York what shows we'd want to see 
And we go through the list and there's not like a ton where it's like, yeah, I definitely want to see that. But there are lots where it's like, you know, when in Rome. <laughs> yeah. And Moulin Rouge is one of those for me because it's like my favorite movie of all time. And, uh, and I've seen it like 15 times. And I know that the musical is bad. I've listened to the cast album exactly once and I didn't enjoy the experience. However... When in Rome, you know, like might as well if you can get cheap yeah. tickets. <laughs> so Grayson saw it because Moulin Rouge is like his favorite movie of all time, too. Yeah, yeah. And he only saw it because his parents bought the tickets because his, <sighs> I think it was when his mom or dad were visiting. I don't remember which one, but <laughs> he said it was the worst thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I Aaron debate just-, just has no chemistry with anyone in the cast let alone <laughs> well, the, <laughs> the thing woman. for me also is that uh like such a big part of why the movie works so well is the music is like amazing and they replaced so many of the songs from the movie with like newer weirder songs yeah <laughs> like it yeah. just is like a bad concept like they replaced one day i'll fly away with um what did they replace it with? It's it's I don't know. with with firework with firework by Katy Perry, oh, and it's like, are you kidding me? Plastic bags didn't even exist back then. Oh. oh my god! But um, I always say the only shows I'm really excited to see are Hades Town and maybe Six. I would see uh-huh. Six. I hear Six is um, good. But Little Shop is reopening off Broadway with Jeremy, with Jeremy Jordan, Jordan and Christian Borle. <laughs> And Alana's coming for my birthday, <laughs> so we might see a little shop. <laughs> that would be so fun. I'm so I would jealous see a if you do that. Yeah. Um, Plus, yeah, in the I'm musical thinking... version, everyone dies at the end. They The plant wins. <laughs> the plant wins. Spoilers Audrey for did. Little Shop of Horrors, the musical that came out in, like, the 60s. <laughs> I've seen Little Shop. The movie. Yeah. I well, the movie's it. very good. Yeah. I watched the movie on um, a plane to Switzerland once. That was the last time I watched it. When did you go to Switzerland? (laughs) Well, it was when I was going to Prague. We were supposed to fly direct to Prague, and that didn't happen. So, like, a day and a half later, we instead flew to Switzerland, and then from Switzerland flew to Prague. So I've only been in the Switzerland airport. But it's a very beautiful airport. And it's, like, like in the middle of, like, a mountain range. It's very beautiful. Nice. That's like we I've had lunch outside at the Swiss airport. I've only been to Chicago in the O'Hare airport. I've never been to Chicago otherwise. I have never been to New York City, but I had that layover in Newark. So I saw the Statue of Liberty, you know, from a distance. <laughs> I saw Manhattan from a distance. Also, since we're on Broadway right now, Beetlejuice is coming back next year. But I don't know where if Music Man is still going to be in the Winter Garden. Oh, well, we'll just see if Music Man ever even happens. We'll see, yeah. I'm not optimistic about that going forward. Although I wasn't optimistic about it in the first place. I think both of the lead casting choices are um, not good. <laughs> so Sutton like- Foster is talented. Sutton Foster is too old for that part. And she does not have the right type of voice for that part. And Hugh yeah. Jackman... Is Hugh Jackman. Is Hugh Jackman. I mean, and and also it was being produced by, uh, is it Scott Rudin? Yeah, but apparently it's not being produced by him anymore. I know, but Hugh Jackman didn't want to advocate for that. Sutton Foster was like, I'll leave. I'll leave this show right now if you don't uh, fire him. And Hugh Jackman was like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was talking to one of my friends about it, and they were like, "Yeah, it's not Scott Rudin anymore. It's some woman." But until I and that I don't know who she is, so all I for all I know, it's just Scott Rudin in a wig. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. So, anyways, speaking of music, Glee. <laughs> oh my gosh, this wasn't like a, a music-heavy episode, which is strange. Yeah, well, they had to focus on you know introducing the best character. Yeah, season I two, think- Blaine. <laughs> I do, I, I do, I do think my favorite song was "Teenage Dream" as well because I don't really like Katy Perry, but that was a good rendition of a Katy Perry song. Yeah, everybody kind of universally agrees. I think even among people that aren't even Glee's biggest fans, that like the Glee version of "Teenage Dream" is better than the original, and like yeah. that's kind of saying a lot because "Teenage Dream" was a massive, massive hit. Yeah, that uh, was like Katy Perry. Yeah, that was California Girls Katy Perry. Katy Perry has never been as famous as she was at that time. <laughs> they do a lot of Katy Perry and Glee, don't they? They do a decent amount, yeah. Yeah. More than more than other artists who I would think they would also do a lot of. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah, and I was also thinking yesterday, um, they they uh like they do I think only one song by No Doubt. And, like, Zero by Gwen Stefani, which I think is very odd. Holla Batgirl is right there. I know, and, like, the, their whole show is, like, cheerleaders. <laughs> Holla Batgirl is right there. Are I you know. kidding me? I know. They what don't do any, and, like, cool and uh, what you waiting for would all be great. What you waiting, what you waiting, what you waiting, what you waiting, what you waiting for. In the episode where Rachel loses her virginity, she could sing Bubble Pop Electric. <laughs> The deep cut for all you Gwen Stefani fans out there. If I were a rich girl. I listened to that while I was in the shower yesterday. Oh my god, I love Gwen Stefani. They what what no doubt song do they do? Don't speak. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Have you? Okay, then I'm gonna assume you haven't actually seen the performance of Don't Speak because it is the single. It's like among the top most melodramatic. Glee numbers. What season is it in? Four. No, then I definitely haven't seen it. (laughs) 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 Gonna get some sick ska in there, brah. (laughs) Don't Speak isn't really a ska song. No. Did you know ska came before reggae? But did you know that reggae came from ska? Some deep, deep funhouse memes for all you well, people out that's there. That's also like a deep cut for people that know us. Like anyone that has known us long enough knows about that. <laughs> Mother's me aware that this. Like I had to show Rick so many funhouse videos just so he'd understand what I was referencing all the time. Camper Jumper Simulator is still my favorite video of all time. <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure which I've watched more: Camper Jumper, Delol Simulator. Or um, the Weed Labo video. Like, those three, I've probably watched, like, 50 times a piece. <laughs> I don't know. The Tug Nuggets videos are also very good. I just <laughs> like it when they when they do the fun, like, weed version of Star Wars. C3. <laughs> Seaweed you. <laughs> R2 Dope 2. <laughs> Han Blolo. <laughs> Job the huff. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if you want to hear us 
come up with shitty weed glee parody pun things. Oh, uh, oh I would love to Patreon. do that. I would just love to do that. Patreon. Please subscribe to our Patreon so that we can do that. We don't have a Patreon yet, but we might when this comes out. <laughs> we might. We might have to update our outro. We might fuck around and find out. <laughs> we might. Courtney, I issued you a warning during this episode. Do you oh, remember about- what it was? That the Karofsky, remember this moment of Karofsky kissing Kurt? Just remember it? I don't remember why you said to remember it, but you wanted me to remember Karofsky in this moment specifically. I want you to remember how you currently felt about Karofsky, which I assume is like immense disdain and uh, like the like audacity of him and his actions, you know? Yeah. And like how how painful for Kurt this must all be. I want you to hang on to that feeling. I'm going to need you to remember what that feeling was. Do they try to make him a nice guy later? Like I cannot go into details. <laughs> it will reveal too much. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you're listening to this I swear to God, if one of you spoils what I'm what I'm talking about to Courtney, I will hunt you down. Like you, d- do not tell Courtney what I'm talking about. I am dead fucking serious. Um, they'll probably do say not it tell Courtney a single fucking goddamn detail about season six of Glee. If you do, I will be so I fucking mad. Season six, till season motherfucking six, Courtney. <laughs> that is light years away. That's why I'm asking you to preserve this memory as tightly as you can so that you remember it when we get to season six. All right. All right. Okay. Mother said. (laughs) Now that I have exercised that demon from my body. (laughs) Courtney looks so concerned. I also have therapy in 15 minutes. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, is there any last stuff you want to say about this episode of Glee? Um, aside from Blaine, the the rest of the episode, you can throw it away. Yeah, Don't you, need can it. Just, you can just toss it. You can toss you it. You won't need it. You can keep the two mashup songs, and you can keep the Blaine storyline, but the rest of it, you don't need it. Forget about it. You I've already forgotten. What happened in this episode besides Blaine? There were other characters? <laughs> Not by my account. <laughs> Imagine your first kiss is Matthew Morrison. Ew. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) should we wrap it up? I'm sure we could find ways to keep talking, but we probably should just wrap it up. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. (laughs) For so many reasons. Yeah. Um, come back next week for even more Blaine, I'm sure. Blaine is in one scene of the next episode. Boo. It's a funny scene, though. Oh, well. But then I don't think he's in the next episode. Um, If you want to hear my fanfic of how Kurt quickly acquired a framed photo of Blaine. I need you to write that. I need you to. Please subscribe to our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm I'm not wearing my glasses. I was trying to squint at the screen. (laughs) The the face of concentration Elise just made. Did you ever contact Dracula Godfrey? 
No, I didn't. Are you kidding me? Why not? You could have satisfied uh, all your needs. Uh, I'm like, could you please talk about Uncle Earl for a second? <laughs> could you speak on it? Uncle Earl? Right now? In our Glee podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Next episode of Glee has Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, tight. Goop. Goop herself will be on the next episode of Glee. Does she talk uh, about her vagina at all? Because she's like obsessed with her vagina. I don't think she does in this one, but she comes back in a later episode to like teach sex ed. So she probably does say the word vagina in that episode. Tight. Tight, tight, Just tight. Just like your vagina. Because <laughs> she, she's stuck in all those jade eggs up there. I'm telling you, that's why. Oh, man. She's got to have at least three up there right now in this moment. She must have just the yeastiest situation. Like, oh, those things just breed bacteria. And you know Not she doesn't vaginas, believe in... jade eggs. They're yeah, and you know, you know she doesn't believe in real medicine, so. <laughs> Do you think she's vaccinated? You know, there are certain occasions where Gwyneth Paltrow will be, like, all hippy-dippy with her, with her medicine and her, like, goop lifestyle or whatever. But then occasionally she'll be like, never mind, this is disgusting, and I'm going to go eat, a, like, a, a regular food meal from somewhere and take a vaccine. So probably, <laughs> I like to imagine she is, but she's also a weirdo. I love that description of Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> well, because there was that thing where Gwyneth Paltrow tried to live off food stamps, and she was like, just kidding, this sucks. <laughs> like, this is hard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> so... Every now and then she like comes back to reality and then the alien spaceship takes her up again. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Anyway, she won an Emmy for this episode. <laughs> what is she, Neil Patrick Harris? <laughs> I was, I, I'm pretty sure I like her character more than I like Neil Patrick Harris, but I don't remember liking her character very much. You don't like Brian Ryan? No, I don't like Brian Ryan. I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. <laughs> I do not like Brian Ryan. <laughs> I do not like him in a house. I do not like him with a mouse. <laughs> I was going to make the same fucking joke. I was going to say, I do not like him, Sam. I am. I do not like Brian Ryan. Eggs and ham. <laughs> okay, I think that's a sign that we need to shut up. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of TH Glee. Blah, 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 blah. Outro shit. You don't have to say that. The outro comes in after you say your catchphrase. I know. Future us, take it away. Oh my god. I said it. Oh, I have to stop the episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of TH Glee. If you like this episode, you can give it a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to see more from us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at THGlee420. If you want to hear more of my voice, you can check out Pumping Up the Podcast, a Hannah Montana podcast, or follow me on Twitter at LovelyLacy. And if you want to hear more of my voice, you can listen to Ramsey's recaps and trailer trash, or follow me on Twitter at Tordy Style. And until next time, don't stop believing. Oh my god. <laughs>